welcome to Say It To Me Nice. I am your host, Bridgetta Giles, certified family life educator, sexuality educator, lover of the word fuck. This is our second time attempting to record this wonderful podcast. So I am fresh out of words to explain why I like fuck. Just know that I do. You'll catch it the next episode, I'm sure. Yay. All right. So I'm really excited for today's episode. Oh, let me tell you what Say It To Me Nice is all about. It's all about sex, intimacy, sexual communication, and all the delicious fuck shit that I am fueled by. That and coffee. Because coffee is life. Um, so I have a wonderful guest. And I have done so good with his name. But because I have had to record this for a second time, I'm going to fuck it up. I'm not going to fuck it up. It's going to be great. Old you're going to do it the same way you did the first time. I got faith in I got faith in <sighs> Why you say that? Because <laughs> now I got the pressure to get it right now. You know what I'm saying? Like I was real confident before and now I'm just like, mm, okay. Old Kachi. Very close. Extremely close. You didn't, you didn't know? Okay. You didn't fuck it up. I didn't. Very close. Very close. It's Odi Lakashi. Odi Wait, what? Odi That's what I, that's not what I said. Old, you put the stress in the wrong place. That's the reason why I said you didn't fuck it up. Oh, Very close. Wait, do, do it again. Do it again. Odi Lakashi. Odi Lakashi. Yes. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. And it's okay that I call him Odie because he doesn't want to have to have these moments with me multiple times. <laughs> multiple <laughs> times. And I have a big name. I, I feel like my name is really not that big, but people just fuck it up. Brigetta? Yes, it's not It's not that bad. It's Edda with the word Bridget. It is, but I have been Virginia, Brigida, Brigida, Bridget. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Regina. Brigetta. That's that's another. Brigetta is is, is a popular one. Brigitta. I'm stuck on Brigitta. I'm yeah. sorry. Brigitta. Um, fun fact. Um, Sound of Music, the musical. There is one of the little kids is Brigitta, and it's not spelled anything like my name, but people like always go there. Anyway, it's the longest intro. I want to Dragon Ball Z, though. This is literally the longest introduction and say it to me. Nice history. It's banter. It's banter. People are going to enjoy it. It's okay. My God. Okay. Mm. Odie, could you please introduce yourself and tell us how you are changing the world? Um, okay. So <clears throat> my name is um Odie Lakachi William. It's okay. Nope. Once again, yeah, it's, I, I knew it was coming. It's okay. It's okay. We're going to go slower. Thank you. Right. My first name, Odilakachi. Mm-hmm. My second name, William. My last name, Hezekiah quick. My last name is hyphenated. So I have four names, okay. two last names, which is the reason why my universal handle for everything is at my name super long. Now, my name is super long. My name super long. My name super long. My name super long. I want to Okay. Hit, hit us with it one more time. Like, just say it normal. Just how you would normally introduce yourself. That's, that is how I normally introduce myself. Odilakachi, William, Hezekiah, Onkwe. But some people just call me Will. Okay. I'm going to get it. I swear I'm going to get it. 
Watch, I'm gonna practice. All right, sorry. <laughs> Tell us how you're changing the world. What are some answers that you've gotten previously? Because I want to be different and I also don't want to be born. Uh, just what, like how people are, like their work, what their passion is, um, who they serve, mm-hmm. um, their target audience, specialties, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. Nothing, nothing I, exciting. Come on, bring the heat. Go on, give us something exciting. What you gonna say? I'm changing the world by being unabashedly and unapologetically, while at the same time learning how to apologize if what it is that I do is incorrect and taking accountability for making the change to be more correct in my actions. I've, I've never heard that one. Okay, wait. That's some accountability there. I love accountability. All right. What I hear you say is you are- Come on, therapy language. You see me? You see me? Sorry. Um, I'll be saying, I can say it to me nice. I know, I know. Um, what I hear you say is that you are unapologetically blackity black, black, black. You know what I'm saying? Yes. If, but if unapologetically African. Unapologetically African. Period. Yes, because that includes black. Yes. Unapologetically African. But if you do something that offends, you 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 put yourself in a place of learning, right? Mm. And if an apology is warranted, you issue it. Absolutely. There we go. So that is how you're changing the world because I do, it's hard. That's that's some really hard shit to do is to sit in the place like, oh, I may be wrong. I may have misunderstood. I may, my perspective may be off. So let me sit Mm -hmm. and listen to you. Let me hear what you have to say. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And as grown people, we don't like to be wrong. (laughs) I'm wrong all the time. My kid is right more than I am. Shit, I'm wrong when I wake up in the morning. How are you wrong when you wake up in the morning? Because I wake up at the wrong times. Okay. That, I mean, okay, I get it. That that could count. That could count. All right. Now we're on the Sunday. I'm listening. You know what? (laughs) Okay. So the fun shit. You ready for the fuckery? I'm going to bring the fuckery early. Give us your most ske- pause. I'm not going. I'm not going to bring the whole shit real quick. I have to acknowledge this. Mm. My best friend, shout out to Vadisha Williams, um, social worker extraordinaire, the best to ever fucking do it. That's my best friend. Hey, anyway, um, she sent me a TikTok. Um, via text message one day. And I'm really, I'm really bad about te- checking my text messages. I am too, it's okay. It's really, I'm really bad. So she sent me a video and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a, I'm a watch it in the morning, whatever. She didn't know that I had a conversation with you or anything like that. Finally, so this was recent? This was recent. This was, I wanna say Sunday. This was Sunday. She, I finally like actually watched it Monday and I was like, know him that's Odie so it's the one where you pose and then you um transform into M'Baku let me tell you something this woman was like y'all see him oh my 
my god and he blackity black black like she that's where i got the whole blackity black black from like she was like oh he fine so now in her head in her head because she does believe that wakanda is a real place i cannot tell her otherwise because she has- otherwise it's a real place we just haven't manifested and brought it to reality yet it's okay i'm gonna get get um my producer to to cut that part out and I'm going to send that to her because that will do her heart so much good. <laughs> but so now she's calling you Mbaku and I'm like, that is not that man's name, but she careth not. So. Fun fact, to counter your fun fact, fun fact. The reason why I use Mbaku specifically is for two reasons. One, because when Black Panther came out, my hair was actually much shorter. Mm-hmm. I just started my locks. Mm-hmm. And um, people were calling me Mbaku after the after the movie. Yes, yes, I kid you not. I would be going to places because at the time I was a traveling therapist. So I would go to places and people be like, oh, you know who you look like? And I'd be like, who do I look like? You look like the dude off the Black Panther from the Jabari tribe. <laughs> That would be her. Like, if you have met her, you may have met her. That sounds exactly like her. Oh, you know who you look like? So, right. yeah. So, But the best right. part about that whole jaw was that it wasn't an insult. It's a compliment. Winston Duke, Duke is an amazingly handsome man. That's one, mm-hmm. two. And the Black Panther, he played some, I'm, 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 I'm going to get real technical. He played what a lot of women in the BDSM scene would potentially identify as a primal dom. Yes. Right. He had a very, he had a very foreboding, had a very foreboding presence. He had a very authoritative presence. He was the he was the king of a lot of, you know what I'm saying, aggressive ass niggas. And they compared them niggas to the cubes. Yep. And I was like, ah, this makes a lot of sense. Right? Because yep. a lot of women enjoy the cubes because they're filthy. Not in a bad way, but they're willing to do a lot of things. Right. I I have a real fear of cute. Right. But it's it's the primality. The Mm -hmm. primality makes it attractive. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So even with the whole thing of just like, if I wanted you to speak, I would ask you to speak. If you speak out of tongue again, I will have my children eat you. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Bull was like, (laughs) I'm kidding with vegetarians. Right. But it was the very, it was the very idea of just that amount of power and control that if I really wanted you to die, you you would die where you stand. That's true. So it was the authority, it was the primality, it was the presence, right? So when people would say that to me, the same way they were saying, "I want Mbaku to break and break my back," I got a lot of that too. <laughs> because I embarrass her every chance I get. I feel as though that's the energy she was bringing because mm. she bought that life. But that's mm. a whole nother story. We ain't getting into that right now. So now, Jesus, you're, I want you to tell us your most scandalous hotel, a <laughs> sexual story, one that you have learned something from. Like not just any old hotel, you know, be dipping and diving it's all good we we love that here right it's oh, the space so for it but yeah. specifically one that you learned something from i was gonna give you i was gonna give you all the um sex club story okay but 
No. I think no, no, you know, we don't Okay, so <laughs> come children gather around it's story time. Uh-huh. Story time. Come, sit in the story circle. Uncle Oldie's gonna tell you the story. All right. So once upon a time, not bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> so um back between two thousand and nineteen. Mm-hmm. Like 2018 and 2020. Mm-hmm. I was practicing BDSM. I was learning how to engage in the BDSM lifestyle. And I, at the time, even though I was, you know, it was, it, I was a fledgling, right? Mm-hmm. And I was learning things. I was understanding things, right? So I went to a sex club last year. It's my first time ever going to a sex club, right? And I went. At first, I was kind of nervous. I was like, I've never been in a situation where, you know, I've actually had to perform in front of people. So for those of you all who have never been to a sex club, a sex club is like a regular club. But instead of chairs, you have beds, couches, beds, cushions, mm-hmm. whatever can be uh, whatever can be used to engage in courtes, right? And depending upon what type of sex club you go to, if it's BDSM themed, if it's swinger themed, if it's hedonist themed, the one that I went to was BDSM themed. So not only was were there couches, there were also poles. There was a I forget what it's called. Um, but it's 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 the mechanism. It's the mechanism that you can strap somebody to. It's like it's it's a very large X. It's it's, it's somebody's cross. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That was about. one of those. Um, there was pornography playing on the screen, so you know I'm just setting the scene, right? So I go in, and it was pretty. So it was pretty fucking cool. It was it was a dope ass. It was a dope ass environment, right? Mm-hmm. What I learned in those first couple of minutes was how important consent and privacy is in those spaces, right? Because they're trying to they're trying to present an environment in which people can feel comfortable being their most sexual selves and for a lot of people their most sexual self is also their most vulnerable self right right it's also their truest self it's their most primal self it's their most lower brain self and a lot of people don't want to engage in that way because they feel like it's bad like it's taboo Mm -hmm. so when we walked in first thing was i had to sign in with my email give them my phone all that good stuff right Mm -hmm. went inside of the club and it wasn't packed it was comfortably, you know, right. Millie. And me and my partner had a seat. So we were sitting, um, Papa, do you want some drinks? Sure. We grabbed some drinks. We started drinking. And as the night progressed, we went into one of the back rooms. Now, once again, in the sex club, instead of chairs, you have beds, cushions, things of that nature. So there was another room, or there was another section, where there was literally, <clears throat> you had... Four rooms against the wall, kind of like how it is that they're set up at motels and hotels. There are four rooms against the wall. And then you had one, two, three, four, five beds in the middle of the room. All of them canopy beds, all of them double king size. They're very large beds, right? So they were made for sexual engagement. Right. So me and my partner went in the wrong room. She was like, all right, let's 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 go ham. I said, all right, cool. So you know what I'm saying? I'm beating her doonies down, you feel what I'm saying? And all of a sudden, I hear, we just hear talking, and we stop. It's the other couple in the other room. And she says to her partner, do you hear what she sounds like? That's what I want to sound like. Oh, shit. She was talking about us. That was an amazing ego stroke if I've ever had one in my entire life. Really? 
It was fantastic. I was like, I'm fucking you so good that another woman is telling her nigga that she want him to fuck her like I'm fucking you. What? <laughs> what, boy? Do you know? Do you know how confirming that is as a man? To know that you have outfucked another man. I could see. I can it's see. Yeah, I, I could see where that would would be a huge ego stroke. Because even see. at that point, it don't matter. Like, bro, penis size, none of that shit matters, bro. I outfucked you. Right. And to the point that your partner is like, hey, to the point that your me. partner told you to start fucking like me. You can't talk to me. What? <laughs> I got a PhD in beating down doonies, nigga. Take wait, a class. Wait, wait. wait. Huh? run that for me. A PhD in what? Beating down doonies. <sighs> doonies? Doonies. I have never heard this term. I'm from the country. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I still got my country ways, my brain cells, still country sometimes. Dooney is pussy. Yes. Okay. Actually, I'm going to put it in your terms. Hunchy. Hunching. Wait, that nine country. Now I'm country. Goddamn. Oh, I went to school in Alabama, little buddy. I'm super country. Hunch. Be hunching. They oh you feel me? Oh no, not hunching. I was hunching on that little pussy. Early. So we finished, because that's not the end. Oh, oh shit. There's more. Okay. Okay. So me and my partner moved from out of that room. Mm-hmm. And we begin, you know what I'm saying, walking around the beds. Mm-hmm. The first bed, I watched a Caucasian woman get double penetrated by two Caucasian men, and it was very visceral. Oh, it was extremely visceral. The reason being is because I was watching, and it's watching somebody have sex live is extremely different from pornography. The reason being is because when you're watching them have sex live, you cannot depersonalize from the energetic exchange. Mm-hmm. It's no longer just. I'm watching pornography. It's I'm watching people engage in an act where they have to be as vulnerable as possible with one another and comfortable enough to engage in this act in this space. Right. I just remembered I fucked on one of the public beds too. I was out of pocket that night, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I was out of care. For. That's what you went for. Hey, you feel me? It was a it was a new experience. You think what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But um, no, so. That was, you know what I'm saying, the the, the white group sex. Mm-hmm. So we continued in each bed mm-hmm. and we watched um a black couple have sex. Right? Mm-hmm. So the the black man approached me and he said, Would you like to join? Mm-hmm. And I looked at my partner and I said, How comfortable are you? She said, Not very. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I was like, good brother, y'all go ahead, y'all continue. We're definitely enjoying the show. You've got it. All right. You're doing that shit right. Feel So after that, we left out of the back rooms because, you know, I had fucked in one room and fucked in one bed, so I guess we had fucked enough in that space. All right. So we go back into the front. And uh, we sitting, you know what I'm saying? We're chilling. We're getting ready to leave. And I look to my right, and I see a black woman, two black men, giving them simultaneous fellatio. Mm. Right? She had big in one hand, big in the mouth. She was going to town, right? Bang, 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 bang. It was crazy. I'm right? loving the sound effects. Right. <laughs> I'm loving the fucking sound effects. Okay. Greatest okay. shit I've ever seen in my life, right? Mm-hmm. 
What was even more crazy was the fact that I did not objectify her. Mm. I simply conceptualized that it's a woman who was engaging in a sexual fantasy that she probably could not engage with with a partner because their partner was sexually uncomfortable or sexually unsure within themselves. Mm. So what did I learn at the sex club that night? I learned a multitude of things. One, consent has a multitude of intensities and a multitude of ways. Mm-hmm. Two, simply because you are in a sexually open space does not mean that your partner will be sexually open to everything. Absolutely. Two. Mm-hmm. Three, I really do be out here fucking. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, you know what? You did that because I promise you, I'm like, oh, he's about to lead us somewhere real deep. Oh, absolutely not. This is <laughs> like, I'll be out here no. fucking, obviously. I'll be out here fucking. <laughs> Inspiring. Right? But, here's the, but here's the reason why I say it like that, right? Mm-hmm. I have a, I'm not going to say a significant number of sexual insecurities, but I have a, I have a, you know what I'm saying? I have some sexual insecurities, and a lot of men don't talk about them. But I'm a man who will talk about it. I have sexual insecurities. And for me, there are times where if I'm not in a relationship, mm-hmm. I have to remind myself that I'm that nigga. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I did it. It's, 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 almost like, it's almost like a self-care activity, consensual self-care activity. Because in my mind, so it's almost like it's almost like somebody who used to play a sport okay. going to play a pickup game to remind themselves that they still don't know how to play the sport. Mm-hmm. There are times where I will fuck like I have a point to prove mm-hmm. just to remind myself that I still have that, right? So I'm going to give you another example. So, okay. you know, I um, I very recently engaged in some sexual activity with a young woman and <laughs> oh. once again, another ego stroke. Okay. She told me that she planned to go to Dallas that weekend mm-hmm. and she didn't because the dick was good. These were her words, not mine. Wait, wait. Did you do? Rewind. She mm-hmm. had planned to take a trip to Dallas, but mm-hmm. she didn't go to Dallas because your dick is good. I literally fucked her out of a plane seat. Did she purchase? Wait, she didn't purchase the ticket, spent coins. I'm assuming that she did. She spent money to go somewhere, but was like, you know what? I can't go where this dick is not. So I'm going to stay with the dick. Okay. I'm assuming so. She also told me that she, she also told me that she hadn't had good head in four years. And I was like, I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to you. She had not had good head in four fucking years. She had not received good cunnilingus in four years. And I said, I said, ma'am, that's a college education. That's that's in, that's insulting. That's insane. Right? Okay. But I will say that mm-hmm. there are plenty of people on the planet who mm-hmm. don't get it. I blame. Absolutely. I blame Absolutely. the fact that there, there are no real medical textbooks, school textbooks, or anything that cover um, the vulva and what all is is in, around, on, all of that with it. They don't know what they're looking at. They're like, oh, skin See? pieces, pussy pieces. See, I, I blame, I blame 
I blame patriarchal sexual gratification. Right. So what do I mean by that? Have you ever heard have you ever heard the phrase that porn is made for men? I have. I have. Have you ever watched a pornographic film that had no penetration and no male-centered and no male-centered engagement, such as woman on woman, but it's very aggressive woman on woman and not passionate woman on woman, or you know, um man on man, but it's very aggressive man on man. Like have you ever watched a have you ever watched a pornographic film that you knew was not intended for me? Yes. Yes, I have. I actually prefer ethic ethical porn. Everyone, please buy your porn, ethically sourced, uh, where where your people of color, especially your black people, get paid um, handsomely. But that's a whole other topic. But support I, the OnlyFans women. Y'all out here trying to make them feel bad. Hell no. Support the OnlyFans. Every day support. I get closer to to starting an OnlyFans. Every day. Every Listen, time. I have purchased, I've purchased, I've subscribed from people who I've known in undergrad. Mm-hmm. I have purchased videos from people who I've known in undergrad. I have purchased uh what do they call? God damn it. Customs from people who I knew in um actually elementary school mm-hmm. right so she sent one day she sent me a free link and i was like did you do this on purpose like i'm confused right. she's like yeah i just really wanted to send you the link plus i think you're kind of handsome so i was like i mean i'm not gonna be bad you just send me the only link and i've always been curious as to what your titties look like so i'm gonna take a look uh marketing. So yes 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 marketing. yes 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 pay the only fans people Please. pay black OnlyFans people. Pay people of color. Mm-hmm. If you have a brown penis, look at brown vulva. If you have a brown vulva, look at brown penis. A brown vulva. Whatever you're into. Just make sure it's brown. I like that. I like that. Brown pussies, brown dicks, brown anything that's in between because we don't want to not include our intersex family. Yeah. Brown booty holes because everybody got a booty hole. This is true. You know. At brown assholes, not particularly into anal. Porn. <laughs> <laughs> I am very. Trying, into all I really be trying. Like I feel like anal porn is like so aggressive, and I already got shit in my head about like anal. <laughs> Sorry, shit I'm in my head. I'm telling you, I feel like. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I got all the education. I know about all the lube. I know, like, technique. I know all that shit. But when it gets down to it, I'm like, I got to train my asshole. And then, like, let me watch, you know, let me let me get into it. And then I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that because they look like it's going to hurt. Oh, my God. So, funnily enough, the same, woman who I, the same woman who I fucked out of a plane seat yeah. and the same woman who said that she had not had good head until me, she also said that I had broken her streak for making for making her come by herself or coming without somebody else. I was like, ah, I'm the combo breaker. Thank you. I appreciate Wait, that. Paul, say it again. She she what? She told me mm-hmm. that I broke I had broken her record mm-hmm. for not coming with anybody else. So in other words, she had been making herself come. She had been making herself come. And I think it was irrespective if she was with herself or with a partner. She was making herself come mm, yeah. until me. Got it. 
Yeah. Right. And all of this is going to be a perfect segue into the difference between honoring women versus objectifying them. So we're going to get into that. There we go. And mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she was also she's like, uh, we were um we were engaging in anal play because she had a butt plug and you know, I like freaky shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm going to put this in your ass. So she was like, this is the first time I've ever done this. I said, OK, it's going to be all right. We're not going to rush. We're not going to rush the process. So. There are two types of people when it comes to anal engagement. Mm-hmm. Go really slow. Mm-hmm. Balls to the wall. Jesus. Okay. Right. Ooh, the she was. She was a balls to the wall type. Right. Because I, I had already lubricated. Her, I, had, I had already lubricated her anal uh, cavity with my tongue, and you know what I'm saying. Some, just a lot of tongue. <laughs> I like I like that's my thing, right? So a lot of time, right? So I took the um, took the butt plug, put it in my mouth, lubricated it, and I started um, I started slowly attempting to uh, go into her anal cavity or into her ass. Mm-hmm. She was like, "Just put it in." Are you sure? Yes. Doesn't feel painful. No. Are you uncomfortable? No. Okay. Take a deep breath. Literally just went right in. She was like, that's it? That's my name, that's it. The jewel is sticking out and the plug is in there. She was like, oh my God. And then I proceeded to beat her doonies down. With the butt plug in her ass. With the butt plug. In her ass. Yes. That's great. This is also the woman, she wanted to surfboard as well. We did that. Play with the rolls. We did, ooh. Ah, another ego stroke. I'm sorry. This will be the last one. So, um, she told me that this is no bullshit because she has a rose toy. Hers is purple. Mm-hmm. She told me that because what I wanted her to do was I wanted her to because she squirts. So I wanted her. What I enjoy is I like for women to literally sit on my chest, mm-hmm. use a toy, mm-hmm. or allow me to suck on their clitoris until they squirt mm-hmm. because I like to I like to swallow that shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I like to look, you know what I'm saying? I like I like to clean that shit up. She was literally masturbating with the rose toy. This 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 best-selling novel of a woman's toy. She was playing with it for almost 40 minutes and she did not come. And she said to me, I sat on your dick one time and now my rose doesn't work. I said, You cannot keep giving, you can't keep saying shit to me like this. Please stop. Cause now I'm 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 alright. I'm not that good. Like can no, I'm not. I'm not willing to accept that. I feel like I feel like you're lying to me now, right? But mm-hmm. it was what it was. Cause she she had sent me a picture previously of the spots that she makes in her bed, and she didn't come. Mm. I literally then again, my tongue was in her ass for the first like ten minutes. So she was like, I can't come with your tongue in my ass. So I had to take it out, which I mean, I would prefer like tongue being ass so that you say it can fall and go down the throat. Yeah, mechanics, right? Okay. That was fun. So altogether, it's very interesting when we talk about this idea of, excuse me, when we talk about this idea of honoring women as sexual beings versus objectifying them, mm-hmm. because I think. I think that if a lot more people stop looking at women as living sex toys, a lot more women would have more orgasms. Absolutely. 
Absolutely, because you were talking about the uh, you were talking about the the books, mm-hmm. uh, the anatomy books, the science books, and my rebuttal to that was that I I feel as if though it's it's patriarchal centering, and here's why. Mm-hmm. From a historical perspective, women were looked at as property. So it's very similar to black people. Women were looked at as property. Women were seen as, you know, a function of man. Right. Not necessarily an individual, just a function of man. Mm-hmm. So the purpose of sex, and even if you look at it from a Judeo-Christian perspective, the purpose of sex is not pleasure. The purpose of sex is function, is to reproduce. Mm-hmm. So in order, for, in order for you to reproduce, you need nut. Mm-hmm. Right. And not woman, nut, man. Nut. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So what was the focus throughout the entire period of educating people on what it means to be sexual? The education was. You have sex to reproduce. Mm-hmm. Anything else outside of that is an abomination. Don't burn hell. So if you're going to fuck, you fuck for reproduction sake, not for pleasure sake. Right. It just so happens that a number of men tend to orgasm when they come. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So what does that mean? That means you have a whole lot of women who are dealing with a whole lot of men who don't know that sex is not over when the man comes. It's not. Right. It really is not. Like, as a partner, if if my partner does not come, we're not stopping until you do. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, I get frustrated. I feel some type of way because it's like, are you not comfortable doing something wrong? Are you afraid to tell me what you actually want? What's going on? Like, you know, let let me know what it is that for you, for you to have the experience that I'm having as well. Right? Right. right. That's honoring a woman as a sexual being. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of niggas be like, well, shit, she better get her shit before I get mine. That's that's objectification. Right. The reason why that's objectification is because you are not identifying the multiple layers and the multiplicities that come with a woman being a woman. Right. So I have another example. One of the things that I like to do before I engage with my partners, I will ask them, I need you to send me a document. And this document, it could be a text message, it could be a Word document, whatever you want to call it, right? I need you to send me a document with your turn-ons, your turn-offs, your preferences, your hard limits, and your soft limits. The reason why I do this is twofold. One, so that I don't inadvertently make any mistakes that will dry up the pussy. But also, two, I want to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And how you prepare is you ask questions, right? Not only that, a lot of niggas think that sex is just pussy. It's really not. I have a partner right now who's extremely sensual outside of just physical touch. Mm -hmm. She is extremely sensitive to scent. Mm -hmm. I am a bigger nigga, right? So I tend to sweat. I tend to have that body scent a lot more. She's sensitive to that. So the first time she told me that, I'm not going to lie, I hurt my feelings. Okay. The reason being is because, once again, I have a number of sexual insecurities, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, fuck, oh, that just hurt my feelings. Like, I'm a big dude, this shit is kind of hard to deal with. But at the same time, 
the thing that usually pops in my head when we talk about sex with women is women are most women are socialized to go to extremely uncomfortable lengths to make men feel sexually placated or to help men feel sexually placated. Women are taught to fit the mold of a fantasy Mm -hmm. in order for a man to feel sexually placated. How often do men do the same thing? How often do men attempt to mold themselves to fit a fantasy that a woman has? Mm. Right? So I'm a man who is willing to mold particular parts of himself in order for a woman to feel sexually fulfilled, right? Mm -hmm. I'm willing to try different things. I'm willing to do different things. And with this partner specifically, she is very akin to sense. She's very akin to just things in her environment, right? right? Right. Less about physical touch and more about just what's around. So in my mind, I'm like, okay, because we've been talking for about two years. And I, I really, you know, I really do feel deeply for this show. So I asked her, I said, I think the way that we began this was not as sexual as I had my other partners. So I'm going to send you a yes, no, maybe list. And a yes, no, maybe mm. list is essentially a list of things that describes what it is that you are comfortable doing, what is you not comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I already had her write down her likes dislikes stuff like that right right i do all this research in order to honor her as a sexual being because i know that it's more than just physical touch right i recognize that right so i have to do research on this sexual being in order to understand what this sexual being wants because a lot of men attempt to fuck women Men do sex to women. They don't have sex with women. With women. Yeah. Right. Let's say it again. Yeah. Men do sex with women. They don't have sex with women. What does that mean? Mm. Men do sex with women means that they go in, no foreplay, no nothing. They. <laughs> That's it. Sounds right? Sounds the average man, the average man. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I said the sound effects making it. Love it. (laughs) The average man, the average man starts to come or starts to feel the need to come anywhere from five to seven minutes. It's a sick fucking joke. The way that it is that they did with men and women is purely biological because most animals, the reason why it takes them a, a small amount of time to ejaculate is for survival. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine if you were at the bottom of the food chain and you got caught lacking because you was fucking? Right, right. You were going to stink. Yeah. You were going to stink, right? Correct. Most men start to think about coming within five to seven minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Most men also don't know what edging is. Yeah. Educate our people on edging. So edging? is a personal behavior or it can be a behavior shared with a partner where you delay your orgasm through stopping the stimulus that is making you want to orgasm. Right. So it's, it's almost like a touch and go. Mm-hmm. Right. Most men don't know what edging is because once again, 
they are they are they are fucking themselves to just feel the pleasure, not to understand how it works. Right. Right. They just want the nut. At the end of the day, exactly. They, they, they just want the nut. Solo and partnered. Right. Solo and partnered. But that also represents that men are objectifying themselves. Mm. Right. I'm thinking of myself as not necessarily a sexual object, but somebody who does sex. Mm-hmm. I don't have sex. I do sex. I want to do you. I want to fuck you. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the word fuck, it can be used negatively and it can be used positive. Like you fuck, you fucked me over. Right? Mm-hmm. You did something that specifically put me at a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's when we start getting into sexual assault. That's when we start getting into forcible entry. That's when we start getting into these things. That's an objectification. It is a removal of power and a removal of choice and a removal of consent. Honoring women as sexual beings, because this young lady that I'm talking about right now, the one that I truly and honestly feel for Mm -hmm. and the one who I'm partnered with right now, I sent her an entire note. This is what I want to do. And at the bottom of that note, she signed, I consent. Mm. Because for me, if you don't consent, then we're doing nothing. Right. I don't care what you want. Right. If you don't consent, you we're doing nothing. Right. Right. So this also goes into societal expectations of black men, because that's what I mean when I say you're looking at yourself as a sexual object, as a black man. So for it's gonna be a little bit too much. Let's just go down. I love TMI. It's great. So, for the longest period of time, because of a traumatic sexual experience that happened to me in eighth grade, I thought that my penis was small. Mm-hmm. Until I got to college, and I told this woman. So here's the story on this. Because I had that 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 very large sexual insecurity about my penis size, because I. I was exposed to porn at seven years old, so it kind of fucked with me, mm-hmm. right? I would just tell women that my penis was six and a half inches long because it was right above, it was right above the average, like mm-hmm. just above that, just a little bit. You feel me? Like just, just fuck with it well enough. You're. Okay. So I told this young, you know what I'm saying? She was on some freaky deaky shit. She was sucking a pill. You feel me? Mm-hmm. On the, on the, on the. On the on the video call, and she was like, "Guess how big the pickle is?" Say how big like six and a half inches. I said, "Oh, so you want to suck my wiener? That's fine, right?" Now, mind you, I was in undergrad, so we met we met at a central location, Mm -hmm. and you know what I'm saying? Things start to get a little hectic. You feel me? Things start to get a little heated. Shorty reaches in my pants and feels my shit, and she said, "You lied to me when I tell you my stomach fell out of my asshole, bro." I was terrified. Oh no! I was like, "Shorty gonna tell me my dick is four inches long, and I never get no pussy ever in my. I'm gonna have to be the head master. They gonna have to call me Dumbledore. I'm gonna have to suck souls out every time. I'm gonna have to use the biggest toys of all time. I'm not gonna be able to get no pussy unless I'm sucking on it. Right? These are all my automatic thoughts. Okay. Okay. She was like, "You lied to me." It's like, what do you mean? She said your dick was six. You said you said your dick was six and a half inches long. 
My heart dropped from my ass to the ground. <laughs> she found me out. I've been found out. Man down, pimping the stress. Niggas was out of there. Like, fuck. We ain't going nowhere after this shit. Oh, Tom, I was so in my mind that I didn't I didn't realize that Shorty was still in front of me. Mm-hmm. Fondling my shit. I, it did, and she was still there. She said to me, she said, your dick is bigger than what you told me. Mm. Like, come again? What? I'm sorry, come again? It's what? It's bigger than what you told me. You're a fucking liar. <laughs> right? That was the first instance. The second instance was a delayed response, right? So my ex from college, we were getting ready to have sex. And once again, consent is very important to me. So you can see this, but the rest of the viewers can't see it. So I'm going to do a visual description. So I'm doing the hand signal that people do when they're talking about fucking, right? I'm going inside and outside of the hole at this point in time. That's the reason why my keys are changing. the okay fingers, mm-hmm. you know, and then his other, like his index finger is- In the pointer finger, finger, you know, the whole- The whole part. Okay, there we go. Thank you. So I'm getting very close. Mm-hmm. So, ladies, imagine if a man is using the tip of his penis to stimulate your cl- to, to stimulate your clitoris or your labia, right? Or to continue to lubricate your labia, labia after your vagina has become lubricated, self-lubricated, right? I was that close. And she said, stop. Boom! <laughs> Put my pants on, went to the other side of the room. I was like, you're not even supposed to be here anyway. Because this is not a co-ed dorm. So I'll stop. Sat down, right? And, you know, we had it because she was like, she wanted to talk to me about something. We had a conversation. Four years later, four whole ass years later, this happened in 2013, 2017. I was like, yeah, because, you know, I was telling her about, you know what I'm saying, the shit that I was ready to get into with BDSM and all that. And I was like, yeah, because, you know, consent is really important. Because you remember that time you told me to stop and I hopped up and I jumped to the other side of the room? Like, that was crazy. She was like, yeah, it was. The only reason why I told you to stop because I didn't think your dick was going to fit. You're a liar, too! Everybody. What? <laughs> You're like, everybody's You're liar. Liar. Right? Everybody. Lying. Now, this, how, what does this have to do with Black men looking at themselves as sexual objects? So what does this have to do with Black men objectifying themselves? <sighs> because Black men exist in a precarious state where they are not able to achieve the levels of masculinity that Eurocentrism has developed in the United States of America, mm-hmm. the only place where a lot of Black men feel as if though they can excel is in sex. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And they're taught that super young. Absolutely. I knew what sex was when I was like seven. Yeah. I knew that in order, and, and I in my mind, I knew that in order for you to have good sex, you need to have a big dick by the time I was like 10. Mm-hmm. By the time I was 13, I was experiencing extremely extreme body dysmorphia because I thought my penis was entirely too small to do anything with anybody. Mm-hmm. On top of that, I was overweight and I was dark skin. You know, between 2001 and 2000, and like, Four years ago, that want the move. Uh, big niggas always been a move in Louisiana. I can't speak nowhere else. I'm from Chicago. Oh, I don't know about no. I don't know what Chicago had going. In on. Chicago, when I was growing up, do you know what the move was? Like niggas who looked like Bow Wow Romeo, Chris Brown, and Little Fizz. I was out. <laughs> <laughs> 
of luck. Right? Little like so, okay. You feel me? So the sexual objectification, the internalized sexual objectification that a lot of black men have, I could not comfortably internalize because I did not look like my counterparts. I did not look like what was attractive. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So with that being said, the societal expectations of black men, I feel like if you a black man with a little dick, life is hard for you. It is. And it's not because you have a little dick. Because women women will fuck with niggas with little dicks. It's because you're black with a little dick. When is the last time you seen a regular size black dildo? No, let me ask you a different question. When is the last time, when is the last time you've seen multiple shades of a white overgrown dildo? Oh, plenty, plenty of those. Plenty white of those. ones? White, white ones that look real. Matter of fact. Oh, nope. They're light brown. Thank you. Never mind. They're light brown. Thank you. Right. It goes into the whole idea of primality, bestiality, and the black man or black people being objectified for sex. Right. Mm. So if a white woman wants to do the most vulgar thing, Mm. they're going to go grab a black penis and they're going to stick it on something. Yep. Right. And the black penis is usually ostentatiously large. Mm. So what does that represent for a black man? If you do not have a large dick, then you are not dominant. Sexually. Right. 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 You do not have a large dick, then you are not valuable sexually. So what does then what then happens from there? I sincerely feel like a lot of black men, if they are not well equipped. Mm-hmm. They do not take the time to learn other methods of pleasing women. Because once again, going back to my original point, patriarchal century implies that the obelisk, the penis, the erect is the center. That is the reason why we have the Washington Monument. That's the reason why we have things that, you know, things that control things. One of my one of my friends who, who's a woman brought this up to me earlier. He said, Will, have you ever noticed that everything, anything that controls something is penis shaped? Mm-hmm. I was like, explain that. It's very interesting. She said a remote control mm-hmm. antenna. She gave me another example. A wand. Mm. Right? I've never thought anything that controls anything that controls or manipulates something is penis shaped. Why? Mm. Um, patriarchal centering, right? Mm-hmm. The objectification of women comes from patriarchal centering. The internalized objectification, sexual objectification of self in black men comes from slavery. Right? Right. A number of black men feel as if though the only way they can be useful is through sex. So when they cannot perform sex well, they become angry, they become defensive. And then it turns into a vicious cycle where they feel that the harder they fuck somebody, right. the more likely it is that they're going to come. Right. That's not the case. No, right? Which leads us to our next topic, which is the top three sex tips for black folks. One, stop watching white porn. Pause. I need you to say that just a wee bit louder for the people in the back. Stop watching 
white porn. And when I say white porn, I don't mean white performers. I mean white porn. When I say white porn, I mean porn. So, for example, I posted something on my Facebook the other day, right? Mm-hmm. It was a promo for some shit that I know Bang Bros did. Here's the reason why I know Bang Bros did it. Because the story made absolutely no motherfucking sense. There was this very tall black woman who had clearly had some body work done, and it was a racially ambiguous young man on the couch. And she went over there, she started tussling with his pants, then she took his AirPods out of his ears and literally crushed them in her hand into dust. And Boo was like, my pods! And in my mind, I was like, see, this is the reason why I be going on Twitter to watch porn. Because this shit is dumb. This is the reason why I watch amateur niggas fuck. Because this is dumb. Don't nobody do this shit. Nobody go in your house and be like, let me get them AirPods, nigga, and then we're going to fuck. Who gets stuck in a dryer? I I hate them promos, dog. I hate them. Who gets stuck in a dryer? What? How can you even get stuck in a dryer, boy? Oh, my God. And it's so, it's so, I I shit you not. I shit you not. Tonight, go on Pornhub Mm -hmm. and just, just, just go, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to flick your bean. Just, 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 just scroll for a minute. Eventually, you're going to see one of those ads pop up. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a, a very Eurocentrically, aesthetically pleasing woman mm-hmm. get stuck in a standard home dryer and then get fucked from behind. In the dryer. In the dryer! It's not realistic. It's not. It's fucking stupid. So, okay. tip number one. Wait, well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on now. Because I got a visual in my head. I'm, I uh-huh. feel like this is not such a bad idea. Like, that's a scene. That's a whole scene. Somebody, yo, listeners, grab your partner and try this. Doing laundry, get fucked in the laundry room, like, while you bent over trying to put the laundry inside. I feel like it's it could happen. You looking at me like, no, no. Here's don't. the reason. I, I, I See, here's the thing. You have to understand. Because one of my previous partners that said to me, William, you are one of the nastiest men I've been with. It's okay. I take that as a compliment. Any place that I can think about fucking in or on, I'm willing to try. The dryer is not one of those places because I know it will not last long. Why? When the next time you do laundry, I want you to look at. Mm-hmm. I want you to look at the rim that separates the dryer door from the drum, and I want you to lay on it and tell me if it's comfortable. Probably not. Probably, Probably not. not. Probably not. Right. I figured out. I mean, not. I've I've also gotten fucked very recently on my stove. It wasn't comfortable on my titties, mm-hmm. but that shit was that shit was delicious. Like, but it's a stove, right? So I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big nigga, right? I'm a big dude. I'm a big dude. So I fucked like I fucked in like dressing rooms. I fucked in cars. I fucked outside. I fucked in a bathtub, which was lit. I fucked in um where else have I had relations? I fucked outside of an administrative building at school. Um Adventure. Very much so. I I I I for some reason. Oh, I fucked outside in the park when it was 26 degrees outside. That was lit. You trying to get pneumonia. I fucked him up. No, 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 no. Back up, because I'm a big dude and a woman. See, I like Rubenesque women. Okay. Okay. 
I love, I love, I love the I guess my shit like whatever. Your shit still be cold. No. That ain't cold. Like, I'm gonna warm you up with that. And I definitely did that, right? Um, where else? Where else? Where else? I fucked in a shop right parking lot during rush hour in front of my house. That was fun. That was lit. That was lit. On Valentine's Day. That's lit. Okay. That's lit. Anything. But yes. Everything on Valentine's Day. So. Tip number two for black folks, stop allowing Eurocentric value systems to define your sexuality. Sexuality is spiritual and other people will try to convince you that it is not. Right. Definitely is. Kundalini energy, your your chakras, even down to the whole idea of just allowing somebody into your temple. All of it is a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. It is. That's the reason why they have the Kama Sutra. That's the reason why they have um, what is it called? That's the reason why they have Tantra. That's the reason why they have all of these different things. Sex and sexuality is a divine order because it is utilized to reproduce. It is a divine engagement. So you should treat it as such. And when I say a divine engagement, for my heteronormative folks, women, you listen to your men. And men, you listen to your women. If you're into that. Thing. Ask them what they want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Ask them how they want it. Foreplay, midplay, and aftercare. And then do that shit. That's that's his tip number two. Tip number two. Number two. Right? Friends, listen. Tip number three. This time I'm going, I'm going to give y'all something deep because last time I, I played y'all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. It's okay. Tip number three. My face is dripping. Because you over here working. Oh, yeah. You oh, yeah. I got my studio light on. You, see? you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm drinking a little bit. You're, You're being preached. So, tip number three. Stop assuming that sex is simply the physical act because it is not. Now, the reason why I say this, the reason why I say this specifically to black people is this. There's a part of me that feels like black people are really good at fucking. And this may just be my, my internalized, my internalized hypersexualization of black people. Mm. But I feel like black people are really good at fucking. We're not very good at not necessarily making love, yeah. but Creating a sexual experience. Mm. Okay. Right? Right? And this, once again, has a lot to do with survival. Yeah. Right? So, for example, I, as I'm getting older, I'm learning that with women, creating a sexual experience is more arousing than having sex itself. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. You have to, uh, but in order for you to create a sexual experience, you have to know what that means. Okay. Right? So, for example, there was one partner that I had where I knew that she enjoyed doing things that were kind of sexual, but not sex itself. Mm -hmm. Right? So, what I would do is I would, sometimes I would just come up to her, bite her on the neck, 
like cup her vagina mm-hmm. and press my erect penis into her backside and just walk up. Right. All right. What you want for dinner? Like, Are you hungry? You created that space. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that right. was her turn on. Is you created the space. You made me feel wanted, and that's very exactly. like you said something earlier about about women in general. Um, yeah. I think. I don't want to say all women. I hate. I don't use general statements like that. Quite, I hate absolutely. Yeah, quite a few women are nurturers, right? Just it's, yes. it's just it's within us, and part of that is nurturing sexually. So yes. that you know, let me let me pump up this 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 sex game. The sex game is okay, but I'm gonna pump it up like it's gonna be this great thing because I want to nurture. Ladies, stop doing that shit. That's tip number four. Yeah, if the dick is trash, let that nigga know the dick is trash. So I wouldn't say it like that. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say it like that either because that could potentially put y'all in danger. Yeah, yeah. But wait for that motherfucker to be a good distance away from you because everybody can't tolerate that shit and be like, hey, yo, my dude, um, it ain't going to be no round two. Or if you are in a committed relationship with the person or one wanting to be with the person despite this, this issue have a very clear conversation about what pleases you versus what does not specifically to the, specifically to what the experience that you had with the individual so if yeah, like i that old oh, many years ago i um i was seeing this guy and he was cool he was my like physical type but he could not kiss to save his life like it he was one of those like slobber kiss, kissers oh. like it right <laughs> so I'm, I, I have no issue with bodily fluids, but I had an issue with that because he would leave like little puddles of spit in my mouth and not a good way. And stop, so I, stop, stop. I'm, I'm, I'm bad with spit. Please stop. <laughs> okay, so we, we never fucked. We never had sex. I couldn't get past that. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't get past that. And so I literally just we had a phone call and I was like, Hey, listen, he was getting real sexual. I was like, so, you know, I think we're better off as friends. And he went through the whole while. I was like, the chemistry's off. Like, I just, you know, it's, it's not there. And he just, he, he didn't get it. And then, so like, he really took me down this rabbit hole as to, Oh, chemistry's great. I'm like, no nigga, it's not. Well, I'm not a big fan of how you kiss. You kiss and you do this, and this is what happens when you kiss me, and it's uncomfortable, and I don't really like it. And so rates. Like when I say he did the yacht. I was gonna say, ah, that don't sound like it's gonna well. It did not, like it was bad. Like he called me a bitch, like all kind of stuff. All big and I said it as nicely as I could. I ain't gonna lie, I did. And I was like, for this, I could have cussed you the fuck out. Like now, <laughs> you was gonna do that? Now, Never spoke to now, you. I will say, I will say this. I will say this. Mm-hmm. As I said before, make sure that you're a good distance away from that motherfucker. Yes. Because most men, because they have once again, especially black men, because they have internalized this idea that they are a sexual object. Mm-hmm. If they are not a good sexual object, that's one of the few. That's one of the few things that we as black men have. Mm-hmm. Like BBC, right. that's us. Yep. That's 
right? Porn genre. You got a whole porn category, nigga, right? Now, if black men are not good at sex, it's one of the most hard things to hear. Black men, if you are listening to this podcast, please hear what it is that I'm saying to you. Just because you have a dick does not mean that you know how to have sex. Man. Say it again. Just because you have a dick does not mean that you know how to have sex. Right. Please listen to your partners. The reason being is this. Once again, a lot of us were not taught how to look at women as sexual beings. We were taught to look at these objects. You feel that what it is that you're doing is correct because you have been taught that this context is appropriate to apply to this situation. Mm -hmm. So in other words, you try to beat her shit in as quick as you possibly can or as fast as you possibly can because that's what you've watched on pornography. The reality of the situation is most women don't need concentration. At all. They don't. Most women... Most women come from assist. Most women come from self clitoral stimulation. Yep. Say that again. Self. Most women come from self clitoral stimulation. Right. So I'm going to give y'all a real quick tip. Y'all do with it what y'all want to do. After you meet a new partner, or even if you have an older partner, get a chair, go into you all the bedroom. You sit opposite of your partner and you tell them or her, I want you to masturbate. And I want you to keep masturbating until you come. Mm-hmm. Pretend that I'm not here. Pretend that I'm not watching. Just want you to masturbate. I'm not going to touch you. Fuck you. I'm not going to do anything. I may begin masturbating. So just want you to masturbate. Right? Mm-hmm. That is a quick and dirty way to learn yep. how it is that your partner responds to masturbation. Because I shit you not, every woman's clitoris is different. For example, the partner that I'm engaged with, uh, the young lady who I was just talking about earlier where I fucked out of a plane ticket. I'm going to keep saying that. Out of a fucking um, plane ticket. Out of, I, I, fucked out of, I fucked out of a plane ticket, right? That's just crazy. Did you, what? did you like give her her money back? Like, I'm gonna be stuck on this a while. Continue with later, Jesus. Oh, no, 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 no. What? okay. Um, Lord. her clitoris was pierced, mm-hmm. and she told me to just focus on the bottom ball. Mm. I knew to focus on the bottom ball because the bottom ball was closest to the hood of the clitoris. Mm-hmm. And if you remove the hood or if you push back the hood, the very rim. So if you if you start licking the clitoris, if you lick it towards the hood of the clitoris, there's almost like this little hump. Mm-hmm. Between between the tip of the clitoris and that hump is where most of the nerve endings are. Mm-hmm. So that's where most of the stimulation comes from. But for some women, right. The onus of that stimulation is a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, a little bit like the knees, like it all depends. My partner who I am engaging with currently, the way that her vagina is, I recognize because I asked her, masturbate, just just masturbate. I just want to watch you play with the toy. And I watch very intently. Mm -hmm. The type of toy that she has, it's phallic shaped, but the vibration is concentrated at the tip of the toy. Mm -hmm. 
I noticed that she would always bend to the left right before she came, which for me indicated that her sensitivity is more so to the left of her clitoris. Mm -hmm. So now when I eat her pussy, I go around and I go and I go around and go around. But when her breath starts to sharpen and when it starts to shallow, I know to start then going to the left side of her clitoris. Mm. Because I know I'm gonna get that nut. Right. Like, give me my shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, all together, mm-hmm. right? Right. The sexual expectation of black men, a lot of black men are not meeting it because they are attempting to measure themselves by Eurocentric sexual standards, and it's not gonna work. Because a lot of white women, a lot of white women are not pleased with their men. Mm. They're not. And a lot of black women, are not pleased with their men. Black men, statistically, this is not a lie, statistically, we tend to have larger penises, statistically. Mm-hmm. Right? A big dick does not, a big dick, a big dick does not good sex make. You need to learn how to eat pussy. You need to learn how to create sexual experiences. You need to learn what your woman likes in order to get it to that point. Just because she comes from you fucking her doesn't mean that that's the only way that she's going. Right. Make it diverse. A lot of women come in their minds before they come to get this. Is that's just the reality of the situation. Right. Right. A big dick does big not make... Uh, a big dick does not make sex Energy, though. In my mind, big energy. And for me, that is not only just your presence, but how intentional are you with with your ex? Like like you're very mindful with your partners. You're you're very um, observant. Do all of that. Get to understand and know your partner inside, outside, booty hole, pussy hole, all the things. All of the things, y'all. I wish this was. <laughs> y'all could see this man. man is, it, is it something about eating ass? Like, like, just, y'all, he just had like this glazed look. <laughs> like he's just he just went into a whole nother world. When I said Listen, well, so yes, but Listen. like doing all of that, <laughs> energy, you gonna get you gonna get what you came for. Oh, absolutely. You don't get what you absolutely. Right? So. Absolutely. Going back to my ego stroke last weekend, Shorty was like, yeah, because a lot of dudes, they just be talking all that shit. They didn't back it up. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't brag on my dick. I provide reviews. Right. You said something last week to me. I wrote it down, but my notes, we talked about my notes. All, my notes look like my, the inside of my head, scattered. Um, what did you say? Over... Like under deli- under over promise and oh, I'm sorry under promise and over deliver. Yes, yes. Everyone likes a little happy surprise. Most people. under promise, under promise and over deliver. So this is what I'm. Yeah. I to this day, I do not like even. Fuck! I need to rewatch this. Um, I need to rewatch. Uh, this is pop on Netflix because there is a Swedish saying, and I cannot remember what it is right now. But it it essentially it essentially is about humility, mm-hmm. right? Okay. I don't brag on my sexual engagements because it's unbecoming. Because every nigga mm-hmm. does that. Mm-hmm. 
right? The loudest can in the room is don't 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 brag, right. don't do it, right? The idea is to say or to allude to what it is that you could potentially do, right? So here's the thing. The one thing that I've learned about women and sex is that women are way more sensual, way more. And when I say sensual, I don't mean like, and that even goes to show how the way that we perceive the word sensual. A lot of us perceive the word sensual as a as a precursor to sex. Mm-hmm. No, sensual can be placed in an intimate space and it can be placed in a sexual space. Sensual simply means the compilation of the five senses. So I'm going to give you an example. The woman who I'm engaged with right now, she's a surely sensitive to scent. As I said before, I'm a bigger than but I tend to sweat a lot. She doesn't do well by the closest sanitary. So as you can imagine, I'm having a relatively difficult time traversing this space. Mm-hmm. But I also recognize that there are particular things that I had to do in order to make sure that she felt aroused. Right. And none of those things had to do with sex. None of them. Right. right. I had to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, I smelled good. I had to make sure that my scent was popping. I had to make sure that, you know what I'm saying, basically just my hygiene was like here. Mm-hmm. And for her, it has to be like here. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm used to dealing, I'm used to dealing with women who like that, like, so you know that meme on you know that meme on Instagram that said, "Hey fellas, do y'all like clean pussy or pussy with a little bit of funk on it?" Yes, I've dealt I've dealt with women who like me to be just a smidge funky because they like the pheromonal smell. Mm. I'm the same way. If a woman drags her pussy across my face, I will not wash my face until I'm getting ready to go to bed. Why? Mm. Because I love the smell of pussy in my mustache. I've heard that from a lot of men. I've heard. I love that shit. I love it, right? So I will let I will let it linger until I have to wash my face, right? I love it, but it's the pheromonal smell. She does not respond. She does not respond the same way to that scent. So I have to up the ante, right? That's a part of over delivery. Mm -hmm. The under promise was, I mean, I see what I I, I hear what you're saying, and that shit. That shit hurt a little bit because in my mind, it's like, damn, nigga, you stank. But I know that's not what she was saying, but that shit hurt my feelings. And I was like, fuck, damn. But I got to ante up, right? So under promise and over deliver. I don't brag on my dick because it's unbecoming. What I do do, once again, is I allude to what it is that I could potentially do and then allow my partner to fill in his faces. Because nine times out of ten, if you if you a lot of niggas, and this is gonna be the last thing I say about this before I go into the um record branch, because it's like tip number five. A lot of niggas they tell women what they want to do to them during sex, but they don't listen to what it is that the woman wants. They really don't speak it. So they miss out on they they miss they literally they miss out on the opportunity to be the nigga that they think they are. Right. Because a lot of niggas overpromise and underdeliver. Put your glass of water at. Put your glass of water at minister. Here's your glass. You feel me? A lot of niggas overpromise right. and they underdeliver. Right. Because a young lady, you know what I'm saying? A young lady that I was engaging with, I told her, I said, look at the window. The sun was coming up. We had started fucking at night. The sun came up. 
I'm not finna sit up here and tell you I'm gonna fuck you till the sun come up because I don't know whether I'm gonna fuck you till the sun came the sun comes up. Yeah. But I knew I was off with some weed, some tequila, and some good shit. So I was like, look, look outside your window. Sun's coming in. Right? Mm-hmm. I said nothing about fucking her until the sun came. Said nothing about it. Right. It just so happened to happen. Right. Happened under promise. Under promise, over deliver. Right. Stop bragging on your dick because that shit looks goofy. That's what children do. Agreed. So you didn't gave like 20 different tips. It was like five, five tips. Just five. Just five tips. But they're they were meaningful, right? They meant shit. Like y'all, I love all of my guests. I really, really do. I do. Special place in my heart. But these tips right here will take you far take you far so Odie please rep your brand tell tell our listeners where they can find you um your different platforms and why these wonderful platforms exist especially your TikTok like your TikTok is a fucking gem it is a gem I love it okay thank you I really appreciate that so before we go any further I do want to I do want to first of all I do want to thank you for allowing me on I greatly appreciate it. This is an amazing opportunity to talk about some very raunchy ass shit. I love raunchy. And I always love talking about raunchy ass shit because I do some raunchy ass shit. I'm a raunchy ass nigga. I was a nigga who was sitting in his chair in the basement, butt ass naked at two o'clock in the morning waiting for the tip to come home. I'm a raunchy ass nigga. And I've been raunchy my whole life. So thank you for giving me a space to, to be raunchy. Express yes, I to love be it. Raunchy. I love it. That's one. Two. Rep my brands. My universal handle is at my name super long. My name super long. There's no is, it's just my name super long. No, my name super long has nothing to do with the size of my penis. It is because my name is literally 32 letters long. Damn. You counted. Jesus. Right? It's not to say that my penis isn't like decent, it's just not super long. Like my shit ain't like 13 inches, like it's just dumb. It's regular. I, you know, I looked this up. I want to know, like, what's the world record for like the longest penis? I looked this up. I totally forgot because brain cells. It's like 13.2 inches. Jesus fucking Christ. Mm-hmm. Okay. There we go. Absolutely. 13.2 inches. Oh, All right. So, my penis is nowhere near that size. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You will be sorely disappointed if you think it. <laughs> Just his name, y'all. Just, just his just name. Name super long. Name super long. Jeez. However, before I, uh, well, am I in a relationship right now? So, the inquiries, you can slide into my DMs and we can have a conversation about it. Once again, consent is the best thing in the world. And if it's a consensual conversation, then I have no issue showing you my opinions. So what, what he's saying, friends, is if you want to see his dick, it is totally okay for you to slide. I'm an exhibitionist. Yeah, he say slide in them DMs, and he will give you what you're looking for, sis. So Absolutely. I just, I just want if I do, I need to send you something to to sign in case you get like a whole bunch of people in your inbox like Bridgetta did this. This, this is on her. I got no, all fine. these people with pictures of my dick now because of Bridgetta. Thanks. It's fine. It's fine. Don't don't blame me. My fault. I'm gonna tell my I'm gonna tell Badisha. Badisha Williams. 
I'm going to tell her to slide in your DMs because she, she, she writes it. Ritty. So yes. But pause. Repping your brands at my name alone, right? Yes. All for that's for TikTok, for IG, anything Twitter. else? Twitter, Twitter. I'm never on Twitter. I don't know anything about Twitter. Only, only post on Twitter just to get the Twitter aesthetic, so that when I post on Instagram, people like it. Yeah, that's right. Smart. Mm-hmm. Smart. Before I let you go, I took again all the notes. I remember, so friends, when you slide in his DMs, you know what I'm saying? If you want to shoot him an email, whatever you want, whatever you want to do, whatever's comfortable, you, the subject line could be headboard destroyer. Oh my God. <laughs> Filth mongerer. <laughs> let that, <laughs> let that be. Yo, no, my real is gonna have a fucking field day. I'm telling you, <laughs> let that be the first line so he knows it's real. He knows what you got. And I just want y'all to shoot me a thank you when you do this for whatever you <laughs> I just want my thank yous. That's all I want. Jesus Christ. Odie, thank you so much for putting up with my fuckery today. No um, problem. No problem. Also, do you mind if I tell you the reason why I like the word fuck? Yes. Please tell me, because that's my favorite word. I enjoy the word fuck because it's an expression of a multitude of things. It's a multi-dimensional word, and it has just enough hard syllables for you to feel as if though you're actually saying something. But depending upon what it is that you're saying, it can be extremely intense or extremely angry, but it is a word that conveys emotions quite well. So I utilize the word fuck because I know that it is the word that has the particular level of intensity that people are looking for. out of all of the curse words, fuck is in. Oh, that's good. So I'm going to like get get this part edited out and I'm just going to have it. That's going to be a ringtone. That's going to be your ringtone in my phone so I can just hear that. And that's going to remind me why fuck is so powerful. I love it. Yay, oh my God, I'm so excited. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.